welcome. Light skin, male, Barbara Walters. And uh, today, we're going to get right into a, a few different topics. Uh, first one is a pretty big one, a pretty big story. Well, it has been for, for a little bit now. Um, the opioid crisis uh, in America. Um, so recently, an uh, attorney in um, Oklahoma, he filed the, uh, the first the first cases, actually, first time going to trial. Um, he opened up a case against uh, Johnson & Johnson and a few other uh, manufacturers uh, for pretty much just being responsible for the opioid crisis um, that's killed, like I think it's like 4,500 people um, in the last like 10 years in Oklahoma. And um, I mean, Oklahoma is is the first one to actually have a, a start a trial, but uh, a few other states are, I mean, have have open cases, uh, try to open up cases against uh, these different manufacturers as well, like Jersey, um, West Virginia, Ohio. Uh, so this 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 is pretty big, um, just because if if this trial is is successful, and um, that means that it's going to be a lot of the uh, states and a lot of the people suing these manufacturers for for. Uh, pretty much just pushing out these drugs knowing that it's pretty much killing people um right now i think it's it's 900 people a week uh are dying from opium related overdoses in america right now it's it's pretty extreme it's like uh it's 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 like the the crack era i guess the new age crack era but it's a lot scarier just because uh well it's scary for two reasons one it's a uh, it's some of it is legal um there's people dying uh, from legal uh, drugs that they're getting uh, from fucking their local pharmacies and and um and then also just the illegal this illegal part of it too as well but um that, that i mean it's it's killing people from from both i mean people are, are, are getting these painkillers and just dying off them and pretty much their drug dealers their doctor i mean that's why um they're, they're suing these manufacturers because they're um the, i guess what the story is saying is uh these manufacturers are pushing these drugs, these these painkillers, on doctors, saying that they are uh, gr they're good for people, that they're they're not as harmful as as they are actually are, as they know that they are, and um, telling these doctors to like push these drugs, people are are in pain, push these drugs more and everything, and then the doctors are doing it, and also these doctors are also getting money from it too, something like oxys and all the other shit. It's like these doctors are, I mean, once it becomes a business, which it is right now. People want to have, want to have their hand underneath the table and doing some shady shit. And then there's, you know, like the illegal opioids like heroin, which is like the big one that's killing thousands and thousands of people in in America. And um, it's actually been it's actually been getting worse in the last like ten years. The the number of people like are overdosing from from heroin, even though. It's been in America since like what was what was Boardwalk Empire like the twenties or whatever it was, like I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy how how like these drugs are are getting pushed in this country and it's and people just overdose on it at an extreme 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 rate. And um, I mean, for me, it's like being from New York, whatever I grew up being seeing people do everything there's people doing i've seen people do crack uh, i've seen crackheads everywhere people doing heroin or whatever and like we had like dare and all those programs and i feel like none of them actually really worked that much and that's probably why i haven't seen them so much now i feel like the 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 shit that actually like really scared me was was like 
actually just seeing the people that were actually on these drugs like seeing people that were on heroin that that just made me just never want to even think about taking it ever i feel like that's what we have to do now like we gotta we gotta take people that's on heroin that's look that's that's looking all wild that's fucked up we gotta take them to these schools and just really show them like what what these drugs really do and i feel like that's really what's going to hit these kids more more than any dare program or any of that other shit like seeing someone fucked up and be like damn like i remember seeing people when i was younger like on a train or whatever I'm just being fucked up, just asking my mom, like, what, like, why are they like this? And she just telling me, like, you know, they, they do certain drugs. She would tell me the drugs, like, the effects and all that. And that shit scared me more than anything. Like, I would never want to be like that. People just, that that's what we got to do. We got to, I'm, I'm start of a program. We taking real fiends and we going around and we showing these kids, like, what's, what's this really about? <laughs> and, and honestly, I don't, I don't even know if it's like a, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it's just that the type of time that we're in right now. I mean, it's been a huge increase within the last 10 years. So from in 2007, uh, 18,515 people died from opioid over, overdose. And um, 10 years later, 2017, 47,600 people died. That's that's a huge difference within the last two years. I mean, I don't know if it's because like, I mean, as far as like the legal, the legal opioids go, it's it's uh kind of become like a, a fad type of thing like i mean you know like coke people doing coke was like a big thing back in the day and i feel like now just like the pill popping ever everybody wants to pill pop and talk about how much they're how many pills they're taking and it's like those shits are actually killing you like you <laughs> you're bragging about some shit that's that's killing you and it's like i guess it's like that new fad type of thing and um i've been reading a couple stories on it and and people are saying that the, the spike is even though a lot of it is like heroin or illegal uh, opiates that are killing the people uh the spike actually started mostly because of the legal drugs that were out there that like kind of sparked and which kind of went into like more of like the heroin and all that type of stuff which which makes sense and it's all connected and that's why the, there's been a huge spike in people just overdosing and not be able to control themselves literally and that's why i think that these cases being opened up against like these huge manufacturers are are great because it's just putting a little responsibility on someone someone has to take some kind of fucking responsibility because it's getting outrageous like you're just letting anyone just get a hold of these pill your pills and it's like no real regulations of who's getting them or whatever and it's actually going it's getting out of control is the point that it, it is a crisis here in this country and since we're on the topic of things being out of control let's go to our second topic which is a uh, minimum wage uh so there's a bunch of different states that are that have been changing um their minimum wage rates and there's places where they're trying to where the employees or people are trying to get their state or city or whatever to improve their minimum wage um it's been going on for, for a long time especially now because just everything's getting more expensive and the amount that you're getting paid doesn't add up um just for a quick example so for i mean i live in new york city so new york city's starting uh beginning of 2019 uh they changed their minimum wage to 15 dollars an hour 15 dollars an hour wasn't bad if it was like maybe 2007 but i mean it's it's a better i guess it is better than than what it was but um just a quick breakdown of what 15 dollars an hour is in new york city so 
if you think about uh if you break down f- for a month if you get paid fifteen thousand out fifteen dollars an hour you get between twenty four hundred and twenty six hundred a month depending on the, you know the month how many days you worked and all that um so twenty let's give them let's go benefit of the doubt let's say twenty six hundred for the month and um if you break it down per week uh so per week i mean per paycheck which is like every two weeks it'll come out to about you know 1300 1300 every two weeks um and then that's without any taxes being taken out so using the new york uh paycheck calculator i put in my information so single male brooklyn new york um so once they take the taxes out it comes out to about one thousand hundred one thousand and seventeen dollars every two weeks so so for fifteen dollars an hour every two weeks around $1,017. And that means for the month, it's $2,034 for the month. So $2,034 for the entire month. If you do 40 hours a week, the traditional $40, I mean, 40 hours a week um, at 15 hours. So the average in Brooklyn is uh, for apartment, one bedroom, is about $2,400. But on a low end, let's say the low end for a one bedroom is, it's, it's usually between like 1300 to about 1600 That's like the low end of, unless you get like affordable housing or something like that. But, um, or or let's say you even go for a studio. So the basic studios in, in Brooklyn right now at the low end is from 1000 to about $1,200. And that's the low end, that's the, the basics nothing crazy just your basic studio and then they have rooms you could just get like a single room the rooms are going for like seven seven hundred to to eleven hundred dollars like just to get a room just to have like oh shit i could just put my throw my shit in a room with a bed and live with like some people that i've never met in my life so let's say you just get a studio basic studio is about eleven hundred so that only leaves you with about nine hundred dollars for the month talk about the entire month here and then you got to get wherever you're going, whether you have a car or a train or whatever. I mean, even train here for the cheapest that you will get for a monthly pass is $127. So that'll leave you with $800. And then you have bills. You have to eat. You have to live your life. And then if you do have kids or a kid or whatever the situation may be and you are a single parent, how can you survive off of eight hundred dollars with you and, and a child and it would even be less because you probably have to get a one bedroom which is would probably leave you with like four or five hundred dollars for the month like it's pretty it's pretty crazy i mean i guess and maybe in other places where cost of living is down fifteen dollars an hour might sound like a lot but in new york city that's that's not that much and um there's there there are people that are working full-time jobs that are living in in shelters because they just can't afford to live in the city like it's pretty crazy how much it's like they're pushing their own people the city's pushing their own people out with just like the cost of living how high it is how crazy it is even if you look at like affordable housing there's affordable housing that's that's expensive like (laughs) there's affordable housing one bedroom that's like 1600 a month like is that affordable i mean i guess for certain people but it's pretty crazy how how it's set up and it's like the the minimum wage even though it is going up it's it has to go up even higher for 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 you to actually be able to live here and sustain a, a a quality life i mean even the most basic shit 
is more expensive here. Like, if you go, let's say, uh, let's just take fucking McDonald's. A Big Mac in Brooklyn does not cost the same amount as a Big Mac in Connecticut. And it, and it's, and that's for everything. Like, any type of food, clothes, anything. Like, it's literally a different amount from New York City compared to anywhere else. Like, they mark it up crazy. I mean, even in New York City, they, they mark it up crazy. I mean, fucking a Big Mac in Brooklyn isn't the same amount as a Big Mac in in midtown manhattan you know what i'm saying like it's it's crazy how they do it like for for example like i go to uh 7-eleven a lot so i usually get like a lot of like little snacks like cliff bars and even things like the cliff bars is like 70 cents more in manhattan than they are in in brooklyn it's like they're the same they're the same exact thing like and they, they, the markup is just crazy here it's like everything is just more expensive and it's it's, it's, it's pretty wild if you if you think about how fast it's really going up as far as how much they how much they're paying people are paying and 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 as much as people are paying the prices are just going up and they're building more uh, especially here in brooklyn it's 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 pretty remarkable how fast and within like the last 10 years how much they're building up here and that's why there'll always be ongoing issues with uh minimum wage and and cost of living because the cost of living is going up faster than the minimum wages or or any kind of wages at this point and since we're on uh, the topic of things being outrageous, um, let's go to the next topic, which is mass shootings. Now, we all know that mass shootings is a huge problem in America, uh, especially as of late, um, probably within like the last like 10 to 15 years when it's really been crazy. But I mean, 2017 was probably the most uh, mass shootings that they've ever had in America um, or one of the most that that we've had and um most recently uh there was a, a mass shooting in virginia beach uh a guy shot 11 uh, uh city workers and um he died in, in gunfire in combat with with the cops but um honestly i'm not going to get too much into that story because there are so many mass shootings in america that covering one story wouldn't even be fair um did, that was like with the 150th um, mass shooting in america and we're in the beginning of june so essentially by the numbers by the time you hear this that would probably not be the last mass shooting that that's happened here i mean by the numbers it's almost a mass shooting pretty much every day um on average here in this country and it's uh it's pretty crazy i mean um mass shootings are, are defined as shooting of, of three or more people um at a time and um it's crazy how widespread it is and and how and how it's been going on in america for so long without any real change um i'm gonna give you guys my take on on like how to how to deal with these mass shootings here so um if you are with the nra uh this might be the best time to uh shut your ears for a little bit <laughs> i mean pretty much i mean my take on it is it's pretty easy to regulate and reduce some of these mass shootings or shootings just in general um being realistic i know we're in america we're a quote-unquote free country and i know that it will be pretty much impossible just to stop gun violence i don't think anyone's out here trying to really stop gun violence as a, as a whole no guns at all i mean that that doesn't make any sense and i understand why people do need guns i mean i have family in the south and i spent summers in the south and the first time I ever shot a, a rifle was when I was like 10 years old. And 
I mean, I can understand why people do need it. You you do have to hunt. That is a real thing. <laughs> Even in 2019, um, you do have to protect yourself. I mean, my grandparents lived in like a very country area and they absolutely needed a gun, not only from from people trying to uh, steal their things or invading, but also from uh, from wildlife. I mean, fucking bears and snakes and shit out there. So it's like I do understand why guns are needed. I'm not saying that you don't need guns, but there should be regulations. I mean, first thing is, uh, us as humans don't need automatic uh, automatic guns. I mean, there's n- really no need for us to even possess automatic guns unless you're an army or some shit. Because pretty much automatic guns are just made to kill a lot of people at one time. There's no other reason for having automatic weapons besides that or just having a good time and just shooting them around or whatever. I mean, you're not hunting with the automatic gun. Uh, you're not shooting a deer or a duck with a fucking with an automatic gun because no one's eating eating a fucking deer or duck with fucking a thousand gunshot wounds in it. So it's like there is no real purpose of having an automatic weapon besides killing a lot of people. I mean, if, if that's something that you'd like to do as far as like shooting an automatic guns, not killing a lot of people, but we should just have a place called a shooting range where you could have that. I mean, you should just ban all automatic guns. And then if you want to go shoot that shit, just go to your local range, have a good time, blast whatever the fuck you want, some watermelon, whatever. But there's no way that you should have automatic weapons in your house. That makes absolutely no sense to me. And um, that's one of the causes of, of people being able to shoot a lot of people at, at, at one time. The other solution would would be just to have some more strict uh, regulations on how you get your guns. I mean, obviously, we're, we're not saying that we're going to be able to stop gun violence, stop people, anyone from getting a gun. But if you control a little bit of a little bit of people that can could stop a couple of uh, of mass murders or any kind of murders. And I'm pretty sure those victims would be very appreciative of that. I mean, if we have some some more strict laws like such i mean and not even anything crazy i mean let's say they have something like a background check i mean that that should be mandatory for you to have a firearm i mean i've been to places especially like when i've been in the south or whatever you could literally get a gun in the same place you got your food at and that's not even an exaggeration there's places like that i'm not sure if they changed it and since then but i've literally walked in places where you could get food and a fucking gun at the same place and that shouldn't be it shouldn't be like that. I mean, it shouldn't be so easy just to pick up a firearm, something that can kill people. Um, it's harder to get a job at fucking McDonald's than to get a gun, which is pretty ridiculous. If you go to almost any job, you have to wait before you get the job because you have to get a background check. So why don't they have background checks for, for people that are purchasing guns? Like, I've seen stories of, of dudes saying that they've purchased guns in this country with uh, fake IDs and shit. Like, what kind of check is that? It's harder. So it's harder to get into a club in New York City than it is to get a gun in fucking Wyoming or whatever the fuck country. I mean, whatever the fuck state. <laughs> whatever the fuck state they were in. It's like... I've been I've been in a lot of clubs in New York and you get patted down, you get scanned, they scanning your fucking ID, they doing face recognition, all that. But to get a gun, all they doing is just giving you a quick glance at your ID, which is probably fake or not real, and then they giving you whatever gun you like. That that just doesn't make any sense to me at all. I mean, all we have to do is just just same same rules as anything else, as any other job. Fill out this form. We're gonna check and see if you're a fucking crazy fuck before we give you some before we give you a gun that that you probably could use to kill a lot of people. 
I mean, it's not that hard of a process, and, and I don't know why people act like it is that crazy of a process. It's really not. You go through it all the time. I mean, I fucking apply for jobs all the time, and they always have to wait before I even... When they when they want to hire you, you still have to wait that, what, a few days or a week before you could get that, before you could get, a, uh, get the job. They want to make sure they're hiring the right person. So why can't we make sure we're giving a gun to the to the right person? Obviously, people will slip through the cracks. And there are just crazy fucks in the world, especially in America. And um, I'm not saying that it's going to be able to stop everyone. But stopping a few people is good enough. You know what I'm saying? Like stopping a couple hundred uh, deaths will, will, will work. You know what I'm saying? When there's thousands, when there's thousands of people getting shot in this country uh, yearly. And it just makes me sick seeing like these big corporations like like and just seeing people like the NRA act like um stopping gun violence is just some impossible task. It's like, come on, bro, you're not even giving it an effort here. <laughs> like, let's just try a couple of things. Let's just let's just make uh the acquisition of getting the gun the same as getting a job at McDonald's. Let's just start there and just see where it goes. It's like, of course, obviously these people are making money off these guns, and that's why they act like it's so impossible to do. But it's really not that hard of a task. We're not asking to just shut down all kind of a. Uh, gun gun violence or gun distribution but let's just start to regulate it just a little bit here and let's see where it goes because there's other countries a lot of other countries that have access to guns and they're not uh, they don't have as many mass mass shootings as we do so it's like the problem is us it's not it's not the guns it's us and by us i mean the u.s like united states that's us And and I understand for the most part that most of these guns that are being used are illegal. Uh, only, I mean, maybe about one third or so of the guns during like these mass shootings, for the most part, are uh, are actually legal guns. But I hate when you when you see like these stories of these mass shootings, and then they talk about the person, the shooter, and they always say, and, and for the, the cases where they have been legally purchased they always say like this person showed signs of depression or this person had a mental illness or whatever the fuck and it's like all right so you got all that information pretty easily um right now but um why can you get that information fucking before they purchased the gun i mean before they this guy got fucking uh, army guns you should have probably did a little background check to see if he was a little depressed because why else why else would he fucking need all these guns you know what i'm saying like what is the purpose of it besides trying to kill a lot of people i mean i guess people do collect guns but that's that's just a sketchy uh a sketchy hobbies in my eyes and for the most part i mean I feel like us as as a whole, as a country, we should just start to just regulate the guns. Even if you start regulating the legal ones and you start taking more control of that, that would help with the illegal guns as well. I mean, living in New York City, we have some of the toughest... Uh, we have some of the toughest uh, drug. I mean, not drug. We have some of the toughest uh, gun laws in the country. I mean, we, you getting you, you literally could go to jail just for having a bullet. Literally, literally. Uh, and uh, I feel like, well, I know for a fact that if the entire country had the same uh, gun laws as New York, uh, New York City, then I know for a fact that the gun violence would go down. Not saying that it will be it will be done. 
um, just I mean, because there is a lot of gun violence still here in New York City. But at the same time, the one of the reasons why it is uh, still high here is because people can easily just go down south, get in a car, get in a bus, whatever, go anywhere they want to another state or maybe even upstate and just get a shitload of guns and just come right back to the city. So if you did regulate the entire country the same way that New York City does, does I know for a fact that the gun laws will um, gun violence will go down. Um, not saying that that might be too extreme, but at the same time, it's like, it, it's time to be extreme. I mean, this is getting out of hand here in this country. And it's like, we're not doing a, a damn thing. This is other countries where they have mass murders and they're changing laws immediately. And we're acting like it's, it's impossible. It's an impossible task to change, to change laws. Um, we're not asking to stop all guns. We're just acting just to fucking, um, regulate it. Just, just do a little regulation. Let's do a fucking regulation. I mean, shit. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be that difficult to to, to of a concept. Like, let's just start regulating some shit here. <laughs> like, it's it's literally tougher to have an abortion in this country than to get a fucking uh, assault rifle, which which is absolutely ridiculous. It's like the these people these people in charge here especially in like these southern states they're like you know what you can't have any fucking abortions we're we're tired of we try to save lives and then if you're like you know you know what so what about these guns you know these shits kill a lot of people ah it's freedom that's part of the freedom there you know <laughs> it's part of our amendments and shit like everybody wants to go back to the amendments and shit once we start talking about uh gun gun violence but it's like it's 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 a it's an easy way to fix this shit and they're making it seem like it's a lot harder than what it is and um it, it's pretty sad i mean fucking re they really are cracking down on things like abortion more than guns which is to me makes as i digress let's move on to the next topic <laughs> next one is uh ncaa so pretty much um there's always been issues with like players uh, asking for compensation um with the ncaa and um late recently there's the ncaa started like exploring compensation for names and likeness for for players which is um pretty big step i mean they just exploring so i mean that just means that they're probably just going to do a few surveys but um but um i mean it's, i guess it's a step in the right direction but i mean it's it's always been people always been asking the question of what should players get paid um in college as, as far as like how much they, as far as the schools are how much money they're making off of them and um should they just give a cut of that to the players or or like how how exactly would it work i mean if you see like how much money these schools are making ncaa in itself reported over a billion dollars in revenue just in 2017 so like they're making their bread and it's like even schools like dayton there's like a um a, there's a, a article about a top 25 schools that how much money they make like who makes the most money in the, in the nation and like schools like Dayton in 2016 made 12.1 million in profit like in for the year and it's like the, none of these plays get paid which is pretty crazy and um I mean even schools um like like uh the number one school was Louisville Louisville made 41 41.67 million in in profit in 2017 2016 it's like there's no way that you you can be making all this money not and not giving any kind of money to these to these players it's like the the whole thing actually i mean it pretty much really started a few years ago i mean there's always been talk about it but um uh i think it was shabazz napier when he's on yukon he um in one of like 
they had like talkings with uh they talked with like uh reporters whatever and um he was uh talking about like how much money the school makes and uh this he's talking about how to like even though they're, they're a great team there's still times where he had no money to to buy food or or just get like the essential things and it's like a lot of people never really realize like really really brought to light um what what, what these kids like are going through at times you know like i mean even me for example i i mean this this subject is you know, it hits kind of close to home just because i i play college basketball so i kind of have like an inside of it and um i know like the ncaa does a lot of this shady shit and they they still owe me a year but you know i'm not gonna talk about my year eligibility right now i'm saving that for another, another day another podcast but <laughs> but um nah but i mean if Honestly, they the the situation is like there has to be some kind of money be paid out. These these schools are making too much money, and and for these kids not to be, you're making all this money off of them, and they're not getting any any money off it. It's, it's pretty crazy. It's like the uh, the only problem with it is 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 exactly how is how would you do it? How would you compensate these players? And um, I mean, that's probably the toughest issue because everyone has a different way of doing it, and I don't know if there's a real like solid way of doing it for i mean for for example like for your team like louisville and you you're making 41 million profit off your off your players or off your team obviously you're going to have if you're able to compensate your players you're going to be able to give more money than a team like dayton or you know so it's like obviously you're going to be able to get better players because now i'm going to the school because this this school's offering more money you know i mean obviously they do that now but that's neither here nor there but i mean the uh, the, the, that's gonna that's gonna make the the process of getting these players a lot different if you're able to compensate them based on how much money you make and then it's like let's say you're in a conference obviously if you're a duke for example you're gonna make more money than a than a bc so it's like if you in that case obviously you're gonna have the upper hand on be able to, to bring more players in because you're gonna have more more available i mean it's kind of almost like that now but at the same time it's it's hard to uh to, to decide like who's going to get what and how you're going to break that down even even within the team like let's say you are duke and you have zion on your team do you do you pay zion more because he's bringing more money i mean that would be fair but do you pay him more than like the seventh man or something like how do you how do you know who gets paid what so is, is this, there's even problems within your own team or there are different situations within your own team and, and within, like, the whole Division One Because everyone, every team, even if you're not even that known, you're still making some kind of money for your school. It might not be 46, 41 million, but you'll be making some money for your school and you should be compensated for that. Because even though you might go to, like, a lower D1 school or D2 or D3 or whatever the case may be, you're still going through the same issues as everyone else. You're still hungry. <laughs> you still, like, have practice, and then you go, and then the cafe is closed, and then you have nothing to eat, so you have to pay for it. And if you don't have any money, then, then you're screwed. You know, like, you're still going through the same situation. So everyone should be able to be compensated. It's kind of tough to figure out, like, how exactly to make it fair for everyone. I mean, the, this particular case is um, talking about, like, um, like like likeness or whatever so like if if someone uh like right now as of right now you can't a person like zion when he was playing he can't sign he can't do like do signatures or do the signings or um or even have like a poster up or something like this and make money off of it yet the school could do it 
you know you know what i'm saying like the school could have a zion a huge zion poster but if zion if somebody else approached zion and said all right i give you this money to have to have you on my poster that's illegal you know and it's it's crazy even down to signatures like if zion can't take money for for a signature after a game which makes no sense to me it's like that that should be the first rule that should be changed is um the likeness you should be able to to use your own likeness it's like it's you so that's nothing to do with ncaa at all you should be able to sign six do signatures do signings you should fucking be able to do your local um um car dealership commercials whatever the case may be like you should be able to do that while you're in school like that that has nothing to do with ncaa and and that's an easy fix like you should definitely allow players to do that because that's another way for them to make money and it's like you, you don't even have to be known like a huge name in the country you you could be locally known and still make money like people love their local players so it's an easy fix for that and that should be an easy change like you should just let players live pretty much just let them live and um honestly even for like ncaa i'm i love like the ncaa ncaa games and i need those back too so we just need all that just get pay these players give them the fucking money cut the check give them the bag share the world you don't have to give them that much honestly and you'll be good like if you make it if you're louisville and you make it 41 41.6 41.67 million and you give you give your players five hundred thousand, and they're spending it probably if you give it to the whole whatever everyone 15 players they're spending that that's they're living they're living a good a better life they're living a better life because a lot of these kids have have real life situations some of them have kids and all that other shit and they can't work because they had practice all day and then they got school and then you know what i'm saying like weightlifting then you know so it's like you gotta let these kids live you, you gotta let them live and speaking of can i live i'm gonna end on this note just found out just found this out today that uh jay-z became the first billionaire in hip-hop shout out to jay-z hove um young ho uh h to the ov um hova sean carter um the goat nigga like the goat and um on that on that good note that is the second episode of beige journalism shaboy rel Follow me at Beige Journalism on IG, Insta. Um, hit me up with any questions, DMs, topics, anything else. Uh, and um, that's pretty much it. And like that, we out of here. Hey, you know, before I started comedy, I used to work at McDonald's making minimum wage. Do you know what it means when somebody pays you minimum wage? You know what your boss was trying to say? It's like, hey, if I could pay you less, I would. <laughs> but it's against the law. Now, minimum wage used to come up to about $200 a week, and then they would take out $50 in taxes. That's a lot of money if you're only making $200 a week. That's kind of like kicking Monday and Tuesday in the ass, okay? <laughs> now, 